What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about the most important ingredient when it comes to your body composition success. Now, I should actually take it one step further and say the most important ingredient when it comes to success in any area of your life. This is more important than nutrition. It's more important than training. It's more important than walking. It's more important than supplements, obviously. This is the number one most important ingredient. Who can guess? What are the words that are running through your mind right now? I know somebody's going to get it. If you guessed correctly, and I'll tell you the answer in just a second, if you guessed correctly, congratulations. That means that you're ahead of the game. You already know. And I would love to hear some feedback. If you're enjoying the show, if you like the content that we're producing here, just give me a shout. Hit me up. Shoot me a DM. Send me a message. It always means a lot to hear from you. I would love to know and just hear your opinion. So there's a few things that you can do. Like I just mentioned, you can DM me. Second thing you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which is greatly appreciated because it helps more people find us, find the show and listen and tune in and gain all of the words of wisdom that we share here. And I keep saying we because I bring amazing guests onto the show as well. And the other thing that you can do is take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories on Instagram and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And lastly, you can just copy the episode link and send it to a friend or family member or somebody who would enjoy this message. So there's very, there's one word in particular that I had in mind when it comes to the most important ingredient for your body composition results. This is number one, number one, most important thing. What are we talking about? Nobody likes to hear it. You're going to, I'm going to hear this like collective sigh, this groan, this moan. When I say the word stress, oh, it sucks. Stress. It's unfortunate because it's not very tangible. You can't really measure it. It's just a thing that we know exists and we know we have to live with it. And it's one of those things where it's necessary for quality of life. It's necessary for getting better at anything. Literally, if you want to get better at anything in life, stress is a requirement. If you want to be alive, if you want to live, stress is a requirement. But it is also one of those things that can absolutely destroy all of your hard work. It's one of those things where you can be completely dialed in on your nutrition and training and still not see the results that you want. And it seems like it's this little fairy tale concept because we know it exists, but it's hard to grasp. It's hard to wrap your head around. It's hard to hold it in your hands, right? Like you can hold some food in your hands. You know what calories look like and feel like. It's tangible. You can grasp that. You can hold some dumbbells in your hand. You know what training feels like. It's tangible. Stress is just like out there. And again, you can't really measure it. I mean, we have things like HRV, like heart rate variability and whoop straps that give you a recovery score based off of HRV. 
And to a certain extent, it's accurate, but not really. I remember wearing a whoop strap and I'm not hating on whoop at all, but I remember wearing it and like, I would get the lowest recovery score on days that I felt my best. And that's where sometimes data is great, but if it informs decisions in kind of a strange way um, like that, like if I feel great, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, this device that I'm wearing tells me I actually don't feel. So I'm not going to trust myself and my own intuition. I'm just going to trust this device that's telling me I'm not actually feeling good. So I'm going to sit on my ass instead of working out. Like I always got frustrated by that. So yes, we can measure it to a certain extent, but not really. Uh, And there's like stress is one of those things where your body doesn't know the difference between sources of stress, but you do. Um, and, And the reason why that's important is because it's all perceived by your body the same way. It's all handled the same way that the same kind of concoction of neurotransmitters and hormones and things like that, you know, increase in cortisol, adrenaline, all the stuff that happens um, during stressful times, it's, it's kind of handled the same way, but you like the difference in the source doesn't matter to your body, but it can be frustrating for you because you know, like an example might be the fact that you have a, a boss that's being an asshole and you know that the impact that stress has on your results, but you can't control your boss being an asshole. Right. So it's like, I have this source of stress. My body doesn't know that it's coming from this source, but I know, and that frustrates me because, you know, Hey boss, just stop being a fucking asshole so I can move on and not have this source of stress in my life. Right. And, and again, there, there's a certain amount of ownership and, and allowing somebody to influence you that way, but you understand where I'm going with this. Um, perceived stress and real stress. It's, it's handled the same way in the body. And it's important to understand because the same emotional and neurotrans, the same emotional, the same hormonal and the same neurological response happens, whether it's a real threat or a perceived threat. So when we think about something and we're thinking about something that's not even, it hasn't even happened yet. Like, let's say our mind just starts drifting. We think about all of these terrible scenarios that might happen. We're afraid of something like you have um, a big presentation that you have to give. Like the, the actual event hasn't even happened yet. The stress hasn't even happened yet, but you're, you're thinking about it. You're anticipating it and it's driving you nuts. And you're, what if I don't get this right? And then what if I get fired? And what if this happens? You start thinking of all of these worst case scenarios. You're not under any sort of real threat to your survival, but your body is responding as if it is because your mind and your thoughts and your perception is making you stressed. So I only have, I'm only saying this because it's one, it is such a strange concept. It really is. It's such a strange concept, but it is truly the most important ingredient to our success when it comes to our physical results. And the fact that anything that we do in life that we want to get better at, it requires stress. And there's the whole lobster analogy. Um, I'm sure you've probably heard this before, but uh, there was a guy who did, um, I must've been just a YouTube video, I think. I don't know if it was like a speech somewhere, but it, it got, it went viral on YouTube. It was this guy talking about what we can learn from lobsters. If you just Google like lobster, um, what is it? Like 
lobster shell analogy, you can find the YouTube video pop up right away. It's old guy um, talking about lobsters. And basically he said like when a lobster wants to grow its shell because it's outgrowing its current shell, um, each time that it does that and the lobster will, will grow a new shell uh, many times throughout its life. The process is like it, it goes, it feels this intense discomfort and pain and the pain and the discomfort are what tell the lobster that it's time to grow, that it's time to level up. Like you've outgrown the shell. Um, you know, you don't want to stay in this small world that you've been living in. It's time to expand and, and evolve. And so it goes somewhere safe and it sheds that shell and then it grows a new one that fits better. And it's this, you know, analogy into life, like without the pain, without the discomfort, we would stay small, just like the lobster. And we need that in our lives to be able to grow and to quote unquote, you know, take on a new shell that fits better. Uh, so it, it is a necessary ingredient, but it, it is such a kind of intangible concept that we try to wrap our head around. We try to grasp um, and it's kind of coming at us from all of these different angles I think there are so many misconceptions about stress. A, a big one is thinking that no stress is even a possibility or would even be a good thing. Like I said, we need stress to get better. It's, it's a matter of understanding the process of a stressor and then the recovery necessary for adaptation to occur, which is what we're looking for. We're looking for adaptation. We're looking to improve. We're looking to either you know, lose body fat or build muscle or maintain um, or just fit into our clothes better or even just wanting to, you know, be a better human, like wanting to be better at emotional regulation or communication or learning new things and skill acquisition. All of that requires a dose of stress and the proper dose of recovery. And if you think about it, we evolved to be very efficient at handling acute stressors like that. We evolved to be really, really proficient at handling acute stressors. There was a threat and we either fought it or we ran away from it or we got killed by it, right? That was it. That was kind of our existence for a number of years. And that's our hardwiring. That is what we're dealing with. So it makes sense that stress is at the forefront of everything that we do and everything that we hope to achieve because we are built for survival. So we have a system that is very much a system that registers threats to our survival, which any form of stress is perceived that way. Again, even if it's just a thought, if you have a thought about, oh my God, I'm not going to like make this box jump and my shins are going to explode. Your body then sends all of these signals that like, uh oh, we might not survive. Our shins might explode, like send in the troops. And that's where cortisol comes into play to mobilize stored energy. So you have energy to, you know, fight or flight. Are we, are we fighting this thing? Are we running from this thing? What are we doing? Or are we going to get killed by this thing? Um, you know, adrenaline to give you better focus, to better confidence, um, improved blood flow to the muscles, things like that. So you're physically ready to handle this threat, even if it's a thought. Okay, so we are built for survival. So we have a system 
that register signals of, are we okay? Are we safe? And when there is a disruption, we're really good at getting back to homeostasis. A disruption could be the perceived thoughts of busting your shins on a box jump. That could be a disruption. We're really good at overcoming that in the short term because it's an acute stress. We're really good at overcoming a, you know, let's say a workout is, is a stressor. So, you know, 45, 60 minutes, putting yourself under a heavy bar, uh, that's a threat. Your body's like, um, excuse me, there's like 500 pounds on my back. And if you're like an actual lifter, unlike myself, who's never even come close to that number, but it's like, we'll, we'll talk more in my terms. It's like, excuse me, there's 250, 300 pounds on my back. Um, what are we going to do about this? We're about to get crushed. Uh, so again, it's like send in the re- reinforcements, mobilize stored energy, uh, increase blood flow, perceived confidence, perceived strength. Like, you know, you hear all these stories about, oh, there was a you know, baby trapped under a car and this woman ran up and lifted the car and saved the baby. Like that is the adrenaline and stress response in action. It's an acute stress. It's here, we handle it, and then it's gone. So we're really good at registering these disruptions and getting back to homeostasis because that is how we evolved. I like to explain things in like, why are we this way? I always ask that question. Why are we this way? Like, what is the the benefit to humans being wired this way? Well, that was it because of our evolution, because of our ancestors, because of our species. Like that's, we are a survival based species. Like, Hey, let's design this system where we can register these threats when they come up and we're really good at handling them. However, now we have this system that's kind of short-term focused, but there's the long-term implications of stress because back in the day, there were not many sources of chronic stress. There was basically one, and that was famine, lack of energy, lack of nutrients coming in. If you think about hunter-gatherers, you know, societies or, or, you know, as we, if you can, you can think back to, I mean, imagine back to how our species evolved, or you can look at current day hunter-gatherer communities or tribes, and it's kind of the same thing. There are not really any chronic stressors, like they don't really deal and, and didn't have to deal with chronic stress outside of just famine or lack of nutrients coming in. So that's kind of the the basis for how our bodies handle any chronic stressor. Now, as the years went by and centuries went by, we started to accumulate more and more sources of chronic stress, but we're still, we're still dealing with a system that only knows how to handle acute stress really well. So chronic stress created all of these new diseases that didn't exist. We have all of these new, new conditions, autoimmune conditions and diabetes. And like, look at the history, look at when these diseases um, started to pop up and you can see even things like depression and anxiety. uh, You know, a lot of the, the autoimmune conditions that we see different diseases, it's all a disruption in metabolic health in the chronic sense. So it's not like it just pops up. Now, of course, there's a genetic component, but even the genetic component is 
it's the same source. It's just being passed down. So it was chronically developed and then passed down. Again, I'm I'm generalizing here, but for the most part, this is this is what we're up against. We're up against a system that is designed really well to keep us alive in an acute stress, an acute stressful situation, um, and poorly designed to handle chronic stress because there's only really one source that we were ever dealing with, which was famine. So now when we have a ton of other sources of chronic stress, our body only knows one play. It's got one playbook in that scenario, which is to treat the chronic stress as if it's starvation. So that's where we see the downregulation of your metabolism, slower metabolism, right? Because lack of nutrients coming in, we don't want a fast metabolism. Um, Downregulation of your thyroid, since that's kind of like the metabolic thermostat. Um, so downregulation of thyroid hormone, lower sex hormones, not a good time to procreate when there's this chronic life-threatening stressor that's present. Uh, suppression of the immune system, because we need all of, all of the resources, we need to preserve energy. We don't want to waste energy. And the immune system is very energy costly, right? Same thing, same reason why women often lose their cycles very quickly when they're under chronic stress, because it's, it's very energy costly. And we want to preserve energy. If we're starving, we want to preserve energy. But here's the fucked up part. Even if you're not starving, your body still treats chronic stress the same. This is really important to understand. You can actually be eating in a surplus, meaning you're eating more calories than your body requires. However, you have a source of chronic stress outside of nutrition. Let's say it's emotional. Let's say you're dealing with trauma or abuse or just any form of chronic stress in your life. Let's say it's work-related. Let's say it's relationship-related. And that chronic stress builds up over time. Now, a lot of people panic. They're like, oh my God, I've been fighting with my spouse for the past 30 days. I'm going to lose all of my gains. Like, no, it doesn't happen that quickly. Chronic stress is a long time period. I'm not, I, I don't know how long because it depends like everything else. But the fact of the matter is this has to happen over an extended period of time. It doesn't happen in a week and it likely doesn't happen in a month, but over enough time with the, the sources of stress building up, the chronic stress building up, you can be eating in a surplus and your body will still respond as if there is a famine present, as if you are starving to death. So downregulation of your metabolism. Now, all of a sudden that surplus is even more of a surplus because your metabolism slowing down. Your thyroid is downregulating. Your sex hormones are downregulating. You have no sex drive. You have no mental clarity because not enough energy is going to your brain. You are getting sick more frequently because you've suppressed your immune system, right? All of these things that come up, no cycle, um, you know, feeling like you're in the dumps, like anxiety goes up, depression goes up. All of these things happen as a result of chronic stress, even though you're eating in a surplus. So by the way, you're also gaining body fat and you're putting your body under more stress, um, probably more inflammation and actually eating too much is also a stress in and of itself. So it creates this cascading effect, this compounding effect 
not in a good way. Your metabolism is a stress barometer. It is not a calorie calculator. It is a stress barometer. Yes, of course, your metabolism understands calories and energy balance. You don't have to count calories for calories to count. Your body does that for you. If you're gaining weight, you're eating in a surplus. If you're losing weight, you're eating in a deficit. If you're maintaining your weight, you're at maintenance, right? That's basic thermodynamics. However, your metabolism is not just looking at calories. Your metabolism is registering all sources of stress that also require a dose of recovery. And here's the key. This is what we really should be focusing on. It's not how do I eliminate stress because we get better by overcoming stress, just like the lobster. There's the stress, there's the discomfort, there's the pain, and then we're able to discard that shell and, and form a new one that fits better. You build muscle by stressing your muscles, by literally breaking down muscle tissue and then rebuilding bigger muscles. That's how it happens. You improve in any area of life, like learning a skill can be a stress, learning an instrument when something's new. It's difficult for your brain because we're trying to create this new neuron connection, this new neuronal pathway that hasn't been created yet. So if you're like trying to learn a language or a new skill or a new instrument, you're literally forming a brand new neural connection and neural pathway which is very inefficient. Your, your brain and your body have never communicated this way before. So they're trying to put this neural pathway together and it can be stressful. And then typically what happens is when you're sleeping and recovering, that's when you actually get better and you're storing and retaining that information and you're solidifying that new neural pathway. And then as you do that activity more and more, we solidify what's called the myelin sheath, which is just like a, a membrane in that, that um, kind of builds almost like a shield around this neuronal pathway. And the, and the more repetition you do in practice, the thicker the myelin sheath gets. So it's protecting this new pathway that, that instills this new behavior into you. So it's actually the recovery process that allows you to improve. So we impose a stress we impose a new connection, a new pathway, a new stressor on the system, and then we allow for the recovery process to make us better. Same thing with, with body composition. If you want to build muscle, we have to literally break down muscle tissue. If you want to lose body fat, you have to eat less than you're burning, which is a stressor. That is a disruption in homeostatic balance. Your body is under stress when you're not giving it the amount of energy that it requires to function on a day-to-day basis, your body now has to tap in to stored energy, to stored body fat. That's how body fat loss happens. It's by imposing a stress on the system and adequately recovering. And that's the part that most people miss because we have all of these different sources of stress And if the equation, the stress equation is out of whack, you're not going to see the results that you desire. This is why I say it's more important than nutrition. It's more important than training. Think about it this way. We have 
Nutrition can be a source of stress, but it can also be a source of recovery. Training can be a source of stress. Walking can be a source of recovery. Your emotional well-being, you can have stress from your emotional reactions like anger and anxiety and you know depressive like thoughts you can work on like maybe you go to therapy and you work on emotional regulation that actually gets you better because you're adequately recovering and learning the skills of regulating your own emotions and how to properly process and what outlets are productive for you and things like that you start to acquire these skills that allow for emotional regulation to take place so you can get better and improve the emotion. There can be a negative emotion that causes stress, but then you know how to regulate your emotions and allows you to level up and get better and evolve. You can have mental stress. You can have stress from your work, uh, from relationships. Like I mentioned, your, your boss and your spouse and your kids. So we have all of these various sources of stress. And it's not that we're ever trying to eliminate them. We just want to look at the big picture. And we have to see, is everything a drain or do we have any charges? So like if you're, if we look at your nutrition, right? So I'm just going to go down the list. We look at your nutrition and we say, is your nutrition a drain or a charge? Well, number one, if you're not eating enough, then it's a drain. If you're eating poor quality, it's a drain. If you're eating too much, it's a drain, right? So that might be something that is draining your battery. Then if we look at training, um, if you're training seven days a week, it's probably a drain. Even any training itself is a drain. So what we would look at from your training is how are we utilizing other recovery sources to get better from your training? Uh, which would be things like walking um, or journaling or making sure that you're getting adequate sleep, um, making sure that you're eating enough, making sure that you're doing things like maybe sitting in a sauna or doing massage therapy or um, things like that. So we have to, we have to in- increase the amount of charges to recover from the training. Then we look at, you know, emotional stress. Is that a drain. We look at mental stress. Is that a drain? Your work, your relationships, are all of these drains or do we have any charges? And we look at the big picture and then we might determine, you know what? There are a lot of drains here and not a lot of charges. So let's not make your nutrition, like the things that we have a lot of control over, nutrition, training, walking, and then some other self-care type of things and sleep. Okay. So if a lot of things are, are draining you, we're not going to add nutrition to the mix of things that need to drain you. What we would do in that scenario is say, now's the time to eat better quality foods and to eat enough to support your, your recovery process. And just by doing that, you might actually start to notice changes in your body composition just by removing and, and improving the stress balance equation that is the most important equation. Even though it's not tangible, it's not all that trackable, and some people have a hard time with that, we can look at all of the variables and we can start to tilt the scale in your favor. So if we know that we're in a poor position when it comes to stress, particularly chronic stress and sources 
of chronic stress. Then we're going to look at, okay, well, nutrition, we know we have control over. So maybe we need to eat at maintenance and, and select higher quality foods and make sure we're getting in our vitamins and minerals. And if we're not, we might need to supplement. By the way, there's a reason why whenever I talk about supplements nowadays, it is almost 90% of the time driven by recovery and stress management. I talk a lot about adaptogens. I talk a lot about um, getting in your micronutrients. I talk a lot about now um, you know, CBD and, and mushrooms and other sources of alleviating anxiety and erasing brain and things that are adding stress that supplementation can help with. Um, that is why I partnered with Cured Nutrition because they are the leader in helping you recover adequately and dealing with chronic stress. They understand this better than anybody. So they've created their products with the intent of reducing anxiety, reducing stress and giving you an advantage because this is the most important thing. So with Cured, they have CBD products, they have adaptogens in, in a bunch of their products, they have mushrooms in a bunch of their products. They just came out with their Serenity gummies, which I can tell you are absolutely incredible. Uh, Mel and I have been obsessed since we got them last week. Uh, we've, we take them every night now as part of the wind down routine. The serving is two gummies. We've tried one and felt a big difference. And Mel actually had a situation yesterday where she had a headache. She took two of the Serenity gummies and it went away completely. Um, and I know that Joe had mentioned on his podcast with me, they should all go back and listen to. He had the same thing happen. Um, I can confirm that it literally just happened for Mel. Incredible product. But everything that they're doing is centered around this modern day problem of chronic stress where we don't have the hard wiring to really deal with that. So having doses of recovery by utilizing a CBD product or a sleep product, um, adaptogens, mushrooms, things like that, that's, that cured does better than anybody. It's such a huge advantage. So if you're interested, I highly recommend their Zen or their nightcaps. If you're looking to calm your mind at night, um, two products that I am a big fan of that they carry you can go to curednutrition.com and use code POPFAM uh, and get yourself 20% off. That's curednutrition.com and the code is P-O-P-F-A-M. Um, I also use their Rise, which is a focus product, um, which really helps me, especially if I have to record a podcast or if I want to be sharp for something, if I want to get into my creative space, uh, I use Rise. And then I, I'm telling you, their Serenity gummies are amazing. Um, if they're already on discount, then the code won't work, but I believe their discount is ending. Um, don't buy them without checking with me first if you don't have a discount, because I can either send you the link to get you a discount, or I can give you the coupon code um, POPFAM to, to hook you up. I just don't know when their sales are ending or anything like that. So just check with me, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Otherwise, just go to curednutrition.com and um, enter code POPFAM. If you want to start out, just, just start out with their, um, their CBD, like their, their full spectrum CBD, or you could do the um, one without THC. A good place to start if you're looking for an extra dose of recovery. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, the Serenity gummies are absolutely amazing. It is a cutting edge product and um, something that I'm taking every single night. So, But there's a reason why that a lot of what I talk about now is, is related to getting an adequate dose of recovery. So when we look at things, okay, so we go down the list, right? Nutrition, um, we don't want to make that. And I'm, I'm using an example of somebody who's dealing with 
chronic stress in other sources and their body is treating it like famine, like starvation, which is what happens over time. And so we would look at nutrition and we'd say, okay, we need to eat right around maintenance. We really need to improve food quality. So we're not dealing with any inflammation or um, nutrient deficiencies, vitamin or mineral deficiencies. Like we really want to cover our basis here. Then we would look at training and we might tell you that training five, six days a week is too much because that's adding too many drains to an already drained system. So let's improve the stress equation by eliminating that. Some people come to us and they're doing six, seven days of cardio and they're like, I'm, I'm training, you know, four or five days a week. I'm doing six, seven days of cardio. I'm barely eating. And I don't know why my body's not responding. Oh, I also work a full-time job. We work with a lot of busy professionals. I'm also trying to manage my household. I'm also trying to raise my kids and do all these things like, whoa, pump the brakes. Like, why are we doing so much cardio? Why are we training five, six days a week? It doesn't make sense. So we would look at that equation and say, this doesn't add up. Let's tilt the scale back in our favor and reduce the amount of training, reduce the amount of cardio and increase the amount of recovery that we're getting. Nobody likes to hear that. But if you know me, I'm not going to sit here and just say what you like to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And then you, as a grown adult, get to decide what you do with that information. You can keep banging your head against the wall and you can push back and you say, he doesn't know what, what he's talking about. And you're probably right. I probably don't know what I'm talking about, but you can go see for yourself. If, I'm, if I keep banging my head against the wall, am I eventually going to get to where I want to be? How long am I willing to endure not getting to where I want to be? And inevitably, you're going to have to make the change one way or the other. So, we might ask you to pull back. Then we look at you know emotional stress and mental stress, your work, your relationships. And now there's not a lot of control that we have there, but there are absolutely things that you can do. Like we can work on allowing other people to influence you. We can work on your self-talk and your mindset and that internal dialogue. We can also offer up some added doses of recovery, like making sure you're getting in a walk every day, making sure you're getting some sunlight every day, making sure you're doing some form of self-care, whether that's journaling or meditating or um, you know, stretching or yoga or something for yourself um, or just some quiet time to, to decompress, like whatever that looks like for you, some breathing exercises. We don't have to go with like the biohacking craziness like you see people doing all the time with their fancy saunas and cold plunges and all that other shit. Like, cool, you wanna do that? You wanna do the red light therapy? You wanna do all these things? Great go for it. But we have other things that are less of a time and energy commitment that will give you more bang for your buck, like walking, like journaling, meditating, um, stretching, things like that, or just doing some basic breathing exercises. Uh, of course, we have to look at sleep. Sleep is one of the major sources of chronic stress with disrupted sleep, not getting enough sleep, not getting enough quality sleep. Um, one of those things that is in our control to a certain extent. Again, we have the ability to establish a wind down routine, even if it's not ideal, even if your work schedule is crazy, even if your life is crazy, there are still things that we can do with your nighttime routine that will optimize the amount of sleep that you're getting and the quality of sleep that you're getting. And that's where a product might come into play, like the, the gummies or the Zen or the nightcaps or even our own pop sleep product, which is amazing. Um, there's plenty of options for you there. We have to look at the overall picture of stress as the equation. That is the equation. 
Calories in versus calories out. I know people love that shit. Everybody wants to talk about it. It's really exciting and people love it because you can measure it and you can track it and you can grasp it. But guess what? If you're frustrated because you feel like you're pretty dialed in on your nutrition, at least you know what you're doing. You have, you know, you, you know what quality food looks like. You, you have some solid habits in place and you're like, I feel like I'm working really hard with not a lot to show for it. It is probably stress related. And again, don't over rotate. Don't think like, oh, I have to eliminate all sources of stress. But no, we want to be aware and cognizant of where are these sources coming from? And then what can we do to insert more doses of recovery to allow the magic to happen? Because that's where it happens. It happens in the recovery process. It happens where you impose the stressor and then you properly recover from it. And that's how you get better at anything and everything. That's it. That's the formula. It's repeatable. It's predictable. There is a reason why I say this all the time, but when we work with clients, when we work with our one-on-one clients, it's so simple. We literally get them to a place where their bodies feel safe in letting go of body fat. And I say that intentionally because stress is a perceived threat. And if it happens long enough over time, then you're literally sending your body into that chronic stress response where you will have a slower metabolism. You will have thyroid issues. You will see issues in your sex hormones. You will see issues in your cycle. You will see issues with getting sick too much, your immune system, your digestive system. All of these things are a byproduct of the stress equation being out of whack. That impacts your metabolic health. That impacts your ability to make changes, to improve your body composition. It is not that complicated. But when we work with our clients and we instill this simple process of improving the stress equation, or what I like to call priming your metabolism, because your metabolism is a stress barometer. So priming your metabolism literally means improving the balance of stress in our favor. And then it's like magic. Oh my God, your body feels safe. Now it's willing to let go of body fat. And our clients act amazed as if it's some magic that we just did. Like we sprinkled fairy dust on their body and all of a sudden it's responding. It's like, no, you've just been beating yourself to shit for so many years. You've been working out too much. You've been doing too much cardio. You've been eating too little. You've been stressing yourself out. You've been obsessing over every morsel of food. You then would take that obsession and bury yourself in a bottle of wine more stress on the system, right? It's not that complicated. It's simple. The biggest hurdle is getting out of your own way. The biggest hurdle is actually asking for help. The biggest hurdle is saying, you know what? I've been doing this on my own for way too long and I need somebody to guide me through this process. That is the biggest hurdle. Once we guide you and show you, you can't unsee it. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. And then you're like, oh, I get it now. It makes sense. Now, that doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. And once it happens, you'll never look back. You'll never go back. You'll never lose your results. You'll never lose your progress. And if you do, you'll know exactly what to do to fix it. Like for me, now it's just tune-ups here and there. I don't need to, make, I don't need to overhaul anymore. I've, I know what this equation looks like. So I hire coaches for tune-ups. They don't have to do a lot of work. We're already mostly there. I just need some tune-ups. I need somebody to hold me accountable. I need somebody who's going to make me show up for myself when I don't want to. That's it. It's the accountability. It's the support. That's what everybody, like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And once you know what you need to do, it's just a matter of time until you get there. Now, for some people, it takes longer than others because of how much 
chronic stress they've been under throughout their entire life, like been dieting for 20 years, 30 years, been overtraining for 20 years, 30 years. And then on top of that, they've got the normal life stress, sitting in traffic every day, arguing with their spouse, arguing with their kids, doing all these other things, right? So yes, it might take a while till we get that stress equation back in our favor. But if you work with us, it happens. It's just a matter of when it happens. And when it does happen, it is literally like magic how the results follow. It is not that complicated. It's just a matter of getting over that hurdle and saying, if I want this problem solved, I got to take action. I got to do something differently than I've always done. Otherwise, I'm going to continue to bang my head against the wall and be frustrated. But that's a choice. Of course, that is a choice. Um, if you ever need help, just reach out. Go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply. That's neurotypetraining.com slash apply. Fill out our application. See if you're a good fit for our coaching program. We will show you the path and get you to where you want to be in the most effective way possible, where you can still enjoy yourself. You can still have fun, love the process, love your results, love yourself, love your body. We do it day in and day out with our one-on-one clients. It's not magic. It's actually science. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple. All we need is your buy-in and your commitment, and we'll take care of the rest with you through the process because it's a collaboration. It's not us barking orders. It is a collaborative effort where you are a part of the solution. If you want that for yourself, just go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply, and I will talk to you guys very soon.